0: Hey, welcome to Nerdist Podcast number 272. I'm only performing a bunch. Uh, after my comedy special airs, which is called Mandroid, which airs November 10th uh, on Comedy Central. It's at 10 or 11 at night. It's a Saturday night. Ask your DVRs. Uh, and then I'm going to be going on the road. So I will be, at the beginning of December, I will be at Zanies in Nashville, and I believe I'll be at Zanies in Chicago. And then early next year, I will be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. So if you go to nurse.com calendar, you can find out information about that business. I am very excited to thank. Carbonite for sponsoring this episode of the Nerdist. The Nerdist The Hack. Hello, welcome to the Nerdist podcast. This guy was absolutely delightful. I'm gonna fucking throw. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking throw lukewarm chai latte on you for that. Stop making me hit you me. with a pillow.
1: Please <laughs> stop it now our sponsor carbonite
0: shut yeah i would like to fucking thank our sponsor carbonite as a matter of fact carbonite is online backup that is fucking reliable chloe i believe
1: you because you only said it
0: it's way more reliable than having a girlfriend who makes fun of your intros oh i think i'm pretty reliable say that whole exchange with chloe was an absolute delight what if I were to lose it somehow, because of a hard drive crash, I'd never be able to hear those delightful snorts. Uh, Carbonite Online Backup will protect all of your files. You know, if you're a sometimes or seldom backer-upper, then you don't have to even worry about it. It'll just run silently in your background, and then whenever tragedy strikes, you'll have access to all your files. You can access them from any computer, uh, you can access them through a uh, tablet, smartphone. Uh, so. Carbonite.com is the best place to go to back up all of your stuff. Plans start at $59 a year. Get your free trial today at Carbonite.com with the offer code NERDIST and get two bonus months with a purchase. That's Carbonite.com and use the offer code NERDIST. This episode of the podcast is Andrew Lincoln, a.k.a. Rick Grimes, from a show called The Walking Dead, which you may have heard of. By the way, Talking Dead, back on. Uh, We air at, at 11 p.m., 10 p.m. Central. So, Walking Dead airs. And then that same episode re-airs, and then we're on after that. That's, that's how it's working. And this next, week episode, next week's episode is uh, Will Wheaton. And I don't know who the other guest is because it's somehow tied to whatever the episode is about, which I haven't seen yet because I'm not going to watch it till Sunday. So I, they, I, I don't even know who it's going to be. It's Will and a surprise cast member, I'm told. I, I don't know who it is. I have no idea who it's going to be. Um, so, just in terms of this particular episode and spoilers, there, th- this was during um, when they were doing junkets for the the first se- the first episode back uh, for this season. So, there aren't any spoilers about this current season, because I hadn't seen the episode yet. It was actually the day of the premiere. But, if you have not watched The Walking Dead up to this point, there are several. (laughs) So, I'm just giving you a big heads up that there are spoilers up to Season 3, but not including Season 3. So, that's it. I mean, listen, if you're going to listen to a podcast with Andrew Lincoln, you probably have watched The Walking Dead at this point, so I'm sure you're well covered, but I just want everyone to be fairly uh, warned that that's the case. And if you If you scrub through this And then something gets spoiled for you That is your fucking fault my friend You're not even going to hear me chastise you uh, That it's your fault because you scrub through this So see sometimes it does pay to listen to the intros Doesn't it Uh, Alright so uh, What are you shaking your head at me for You're you're already telling them what they should be upset about (laughs) (laughs) Well well, no I'm just saying
1: You're you're, You're expecting the trolls already
0: because... What? I've been slapped a lot by the internet. And that's what happens. Then get used to being slapped by the internet. Learn to like the slaps. Uh, whoa, hey.
1: What?
0: I'm not gonna have Stockholm Syndrome with the internet. I'm just, I'm just you know, I'm just warning people. So stuff's not spoiled. Well, good. I'm glad that you've gone through every possible spoiler. Well, I'm glad we have sort of resolved this. <laughs> Nerdist Podcast number 272! Uh, I know that Carbonite can back up your information, but (laughs) can it back that ass up? (laughs) Yeah, it can back that ass up.
1: Good. Now entering Nerdist.com. Is that, you know, the, you know, the Dow the Dixon brothers as well. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Okay, um, Chris, can you just say your name for me one
0: more time? And- Chris Hardwick. Huh? Uh, uh, we got it. <laughs> are you ready? Any we are rolling. Uh, President Andrew Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited to finally get you on not only this podcast thing, but The Talking Dead as well. No, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, you are. Uh, you considering that you're in almost every scene of the show sometimes it's tough to pin you down this show this show has become
1: your life the last couple of years i imagine yeah it, it more than that it's become bigger <sighs> yeah, than my life um yeah it is it's i mean not only a sort of uh time commitment but just the whole thing this phenomenon that's happened with the show has been bewildering and beautiful and extraordinary and um and um you know, we film in a bubble down there, and then we come and do this, and we realize the kind of responsibility to tell this great story. It's sort of,
0: because uh, I have a bunch of friends who are British actors as well, and it's the same. It's like with the Doctor Who cast. They go, well, we film in Cardiff, and then we come to the States. We have no concept yeah. that there's a, you a know, fan
1: base. and yeah, then yeah, everyone yeah. freaks out. Well, we do, we do have the luxury of Comic-Con, as you well know. Of course, you know, We get thrown in there, and so we get this kind of extraordinary you know, uh, overwhelming sort of sense of, a, you know, a loyal and fervent fan base, you know. Is it, is it is it uncomfortable at all? Are you like, no, please? You know what, it was the first time I just was in sort of shock by it all, just because of the scale of it. And also just to realize th- those fans, you know, and how intelligent and smart and how much they wanted it to be right, you know. The second, it... And then, but then the beautiful thing was, well, it was one of the great things because I don't watch it, but when it, they played the trailer, I could hear a roar happen, you know, when something, when they saw the trailer or, you know, the first ever trailer. And I just thought, oh, thank God, we're, we're, do, we're, we're doing it right. You know what I mean? Because you don't, that's the way you want, you, you know, you don't want to let people down. You have this huge responsibility. And, yeah. And also, you know, I'm not a southern cop, you know, I'm a guy <laughs> from a soggy island off the coast of. You know Europe, and you'd, I didn't want to mess it up. You know, right. that's what Sarah Wayne Kelly's always says to me. The first thing she said to me, "Great to meet you, Andy. Don't F it up." <laughs> <laughs> oh, no pressure. Yeah, I know.
0: thanks. No yeah. pressure at all. <laughs> I know. Well, especially the especially the fans of, of something like Walking Dead. Like you said, you know, they're they're super passionate. They love they love the comic book. Yeah. And there's so much room to be like, oh, you, and they loved it. I mean, like, that first trailer, the first trailer, mm. we just crowded around the AMC uh, booth at Comic-Con and just watched it over and over, and we're like, this show is, yeah. you
1: can tell it's gonna be groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they, you know, it's um, it's AMC, and it's Frank Darabont, and it's all of the, Greg Nicotero, it's all of this, with Galen Hurd, who just got the star. Got a Holly, star on the walk. How right? cool was that? Amazing. And, and just, ...just magnificent team of people, you know, and the writers, um, you know, Robert, and it's, it, it just had, I don't know, the, the stars aligned for this thing, you know, and... Yeah. ...but you can never sort of anticipate this kind of reaction, which has been f- f- bewildering, you know, and extraordinary, so... It's not really like this in, in England, is it? Like, if on a- No, it's, no, I mean, I've been in a few shows back there, but there's something happening with this that is a little bit different, because... I did a show called This Life, which was supposedly a zeitgeist show, whatever that means. But this is different because it's different generations that seem to be watching it. And the thing I love about it—it reminds me of when I went uh, to—I saw Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom when I was a kid, and um, and that scene when he hasn't got his gun. You know what I mean? (laughs) mean, He's being chased, and everybody roared in the cinema. You know, and and I love the fact that people watch this show in groups. And it has that sort of feel, you know. There's an old-fashioned sort of popcorn style to it, which I just love. I, you know, there's an honourable, old-fashioned feeling to it, you know, of right and wrong. And but it's much more twisted than that, you know.
0: Well, and I think it's that very dynamic that you're talking about is something that makes that allows our show to work, mm. because The Walking Dead is so dense with. Drama and and plot stuff and human interaction and zombie drama that you need fucking therapy like you you you
1: need to watch (laughs) it with a group you do because it's so much to sort through yeah and also I love the arguments I love that people side with want this is the way I would do it and people and you and like you say you build on that sort of you know. you know, that that commitment, that involvement that the audience has with these characters, and everybody has their own sort of special way of doing things and relates, and the, the family. You know, it's a the, the, what I realized this season particularly. It's a family drama set in hell. Mm-hmm. That's what we're making, and that's the, I, I suppose that's why families are watching it. You know what I mean? Because everybody has a voice in it. Yeah. Well, for me, I also look
0: at it as. Um a Weird sociological experiment where. <laughs> Isn't that your show? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do, yeah, exactly. Because, you know, you, you take seemingly normal people uh, mm. and you throw them into this environment and you watch their alignment change in the sense of just the ideas of good, evil, like what people have to do. It's just yeah. like what comes out when people are forced to
1: survive. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's, I mean, it, you're right. I mean, and just to see. That's why it's sort of like a Greek tragedy. It's so extreme, the world that we inhabit, but the emotional scale is so extreme as well. And people. That's why it's our jobs to make it as true as possible, even though it sounds preposterous mm-hmm. in a zombie show. But actually, we can get away with more. Sure. You know what I mean? Because you know, emotionally, and that's that's the bit that I love about. And always, what what attracted to me attracted me to the the, the the show was that first episode in this crazy, silent, broken world, where no one's. There. You have Morgan, and he tells this, and you have this extraordinary human moment that kind of just explodes in this silent landscape. And I thought, that's why we're doing it. That's why AMC have gone with this huge risk. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous risk. Can you imagine the pitch for this? I would love to have been in it. <laughs> well, the guy—he I mean? con- probably just dropped the comic book on there. And go, we're going to do that. Yeah, and
0: because you know, especially if you—if you read the comic, there's so much in it where you go, they'll never be able to do this on television. Yeah. And yeah, and you guys are doing a
1: lot of it on television. Yeah, and certainly this season as well. There's um, there's a whole, a couple of other big characters, three characters as well that you um. Oh, I spoiled something. No,
0: no, 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 no. No, I haven't. No, haven't. we know. We know Michonne, no, Michonne. We know the governor. Governor.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Mer- we know that. Yes. Mer- yes. Yeah. Uh, which
0: everyone, you know, again, everyone was super excited to. Michonne is, is such a juicy character, and she just comes along at such a great place in the story that. Yeah. The finale last season was. Yeah. It's so, so good. So you don't. Usually you don't watch. You don't watch the show.
1: No, I don't. No. Is it just? Is it sort of like ah? You just want to. Yeah, it separate? it's a little. Yeah, a little bit. I, it's. I don't. um... I'm not the best judge, I, I used to watch myself and then I realised that I was getting into the habit of, of watch, doing things that I, I knew would work, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You become self-conscious and you go, oh, when I do that, that makes me look like this. And, then, and I, I found myself getting into patterns of acting that I didn't like and mm-hmm. it became not as enjoyable, so I thought I would step completely out of it and just do the acting bit, make that as real as possible, and, and then hand it a, away. I, I actually
0: do really understand that, because, you know, especially with the sort of, with the stuff you're dealing with, the emotional stuff, you, you want it to be organic, and you don't want to be think you can't be thinking
1: about it. No, it's so, and so much of this show, in, in, in particular, is immediate. It's so, you know, like, I was just thinking about this, when we, it's great that we jump forward in time, because we cover so little ground. ...in time, mm-hmm. when, we, when, the se- when the season begins. I mean, we covered, what, since I woke up from the, uh, in the hospital... ...I think it's only about four weeks mm-hmm. in, two, oh, right. in, in two seasons. Wow. So it's great to jump forward and, and have that... You ...see the evolution of these people, yeah. or devolution, whatever you want to call it, erosion of these people... ...or galvanization of the group, whatever. But certainly just to jump forward is a really important uh, plot device, I think. And also for the baby. right and i don't
0: and i don't look at a show like this and think uh i mean i think i think one of the things that they've managed to do is the zombie outbreak feels more like well that's a medical thing that could happen there's nothing supernatural about it
1: yeah it's, it's just a viral weird thing that's always the thing that i've maintained this is not a spooky show no it's nothing to do with spooky spooky um and it's you know that's Not why people dig it, you know. And if we do, if you move into spooky, spooky, then you become. Then it breaks Mm the the world, because it is. It's. I mean, it's it's a plague. That's the way I view it. It's just a plague, you know. That's the way the cop sees it. He just goes, they're this. Mm -hmm. And if we get bit, you know, it's very brutal. But it's that's the that's it. It's no more than that.
0: I think it's also that um, there's <laughs> there's so much shit going on in the world right now, mm. and I think a lot of people feel like <laughs> we're really only one step away from this world <laughs> you know, anyway, so I feel like in a way they're watching it like, we're not that yeah, far yeah, off. Yeah, let's we're get ready. <laughs> we,
1: let's get some tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stab your best friend. And then, yeah. If you have to. If stab you have to, you must stab your best, to, stab you best, best friend. friend and then get your child to shoot him. But, no, I, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't, it's funny. You know, most of the, the conversations we've had today at the Junket are like, why is it? You know, people want to know what is the alchemy that makes this kind of reaction, this public reaction. And in all, in truth, I don't know. I mean, if we did, we, I wouldn't be here. I'd be trying to make money somewhere else. Sure. You know, with great ideas to make money. But that, that's... It just seems to be. It just seems to have caught people's imaginations, and also the the characters. I think it's a ca- it's a character driven show, with um. And we're really fortunate that we've got so many great actors and the crew. I have to just keep talking about the crew because they are the same people that have been on for three years. They're magnificent, and um, and they their commitment. You've been on set. You've yeah. seen how hard they work. Were. we're shooting a, you know, a serialized movie. On a, on a TV schedule, and um, and it's mind-blowing what they are able to achieve and the scale of what we're able to achieve in that s- schedule. I mean, they bust themselves yeah. for this show because they love it just as much. You know? In the Atlanta summer heat. <laughs> yeah, we, that's the only way we roll. <laughs> as soon as it's apocalyptic, let's go.
0: Nicotero yeah. was like, Hey man, do you want to be a zombie on the show? And I was like, that? Actually, that sounds awful. <laughs> With all the prosthetic yeah. makeup, it's 100
1: degrees outside. Yeah. It's humid, you yeah. know. Yeah. My brother-in-law did it, man. And he did and he did 4 hours in makeup as a featured ex, uh, zombie. And then he chased John Bernthal up and down the street all day for eighteen <laughs> hours and he didn't make the cut. <laughs> he's absolutely he's absolutely furious. He's like, oh my God. And I had to break it to him. I went, you may not be in the show. What? Yeah, and he was. I, I keep telling him DVD extras on the Blu-ray. <laughs> well, no one can take the experience away from you. No, I know. Like, and he went, "I never want to come back."
0: <laughs> and it was really hard for me because my first instinct would be like, "Well, of course I want to be a zombie on the show." Yeah. But it really, the
1: process of shooting, and I've been down there and yeah. see what you guys go through. They're com- they're hardcore. These guys. Yeah. I mean, the people that uh, the, the guy, the people that f- do the, and people come back. To do the zombies, they're, they're like no supporting artists I've ever met. They are insane. <laughs> they're like extreme, you know, extras. I mean, they love it.
0: Have you ever gone through the makeup just for fun? What, the did they put you? Did they, did they make you No, I don't go anywhere near those guys. It's crazy. And then Nicotero, like, puts these plate-sized contacts on your eyes, and you I can't know. see anything. Uh, yeah, and... I've seen
1: those. I mean, yeah. they're, they're wizards, those guys. They're, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, amazing that they got the Emmy as well. Again, you know, yeah. it's they're just the best, the best and the best, we wouldn't have the show without them, you know. Here's what I always, here's
0: what I, I, I ask a lot of actors this question because it's, the idea of it is really, really interesting to me, but you're basically playing most days of the week, you're in the most intense scenes that actors are usually put in, it's yeah. just life and death scenes yeah. on the run, you're fighting for your life, you're trying to protect for your family, um, how how do you kind of scrub off the emotion of that at the end of the day and then go home to your actual family and be no, like,
1: hey... Well, there's, there's nothing as grounding as changing a diaper. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I come... I mean, and also, there was an acting... My acting teacher back in England who was a brilliant... Doreen Cannon, she was called, Doreen Cannon. She was from America. and um, And she always said that even in the most gut-wrenching emotional scene, it's a release. And... And... You know, so we get to kind of exercise, exorcise these things that no one else gets to do. So actually, I get to go and kill and vent fury on innocent extras uh, on a daily basis. And so, actually, it's remarkably... I, I come back home and I'm remarkably relaxed. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great um, you know, a psychological workout. But, y- you know, there are certain scenes that stay with you. Like in the, uh, in, Oh, you haven't seen it. Um, oh, damn! Ah, ooh, uh, nearly let one go. Um, but there are certain scenes... Uh, usually the um the, the more complicated emotional domestic scenes with sarah or with john and or with uh, you know the the family unit that that yeah but that 's my job i mean that's sure. I, you talk to any other actor in this town and they would bite my hand off to 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 have the opportunity to to do the range that I get to play yeah. as this role that 's why you know, I like Robert. We just go if they keep pushing, you know, Rick to the places that they're pushing him, I'd be more than happy to to play this role for, for a for a while longer, you know. And that's what that's that that is we were talking a little this about this
0: before, but just Kirkman's enthusiasm and ...watching how excited he gets to, like you were saying, just push the characters constantly... Yeah. ...and never let up on them. It's just like these poor,
1: hapless people just yeah, want to live I their know.
0: lives... ...and then he just throws this horrible stuff at them. But it. it's great,
1: I mean, cause, because the comic book evolves as well, and so it, I think you, you get to... ...and certainly this season as well, because you've got this other civil. the, the world opens up. Mm-hmm. And they go, it's not just these, this family that we've been following, it's this as well. Then it becomes, and they're a little bit further down the line. So the thing that I like about it is that then it becomes more, if you've got space to kind of process a lot of the things that have this trauma that they've been through, because basically they're in a war zone daily. And so they've got battle fatigue and they're kind of, you know, everybody's sort of breaking up. When you have a civilization that's relatively safe, then you can start to deal with... Starting over again, and I think that that's what the comic book does as mm-hmm. well. You know, eventually the the walkers become that you you adapt to that, and then it becomes about oh, you're reinventing yourself as that, mm-hmm. which I find incredibly interesting.
0: Well, also the idea that the the other survivors, I don't mean the immediate group, but other survivors out in the world are actually the dangerous, you yeah. know, like the, da- the yeah. dangerous ones.
1: Yeah. Which I think is... You know, the thing I love about The Road, because I read... Uh, Lonesome Dove was the book I read last uh-huh. year for last season, and it was great, because it kind of felt that the space and the western and the, the, all of that, you know, the beginning again, the founding... You know, the search for land very much felt right for that. And this is more like The Road this season. And The Road deals with cannibalism, you know, but that's just... it, But it deals with it. Mm-hmm. You know That's how extreme it is, and I think that that's very much the world that we're moving into as well. I'm not saying that there there are going to be cannibals in there, but I know that in the comic book there are.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like the... I think maybe it was Glenn, I want to make sure I get the quote right, but I think it was Glenn who said that... uh, uh, Here we go, Glenn Glenn Mazara said, I've always said that in a way our core group is really like the plague. For example, you know, they came in to Herschel's farm, farm, you yeah. know, like, it, and, and he kind of, ha- he had that perception of them of like, I don't want you to
1: bring all this shit yeah. into my home, and you just brought all the shit into my home. But I think that that's what you would do. I mean, if certainly, uh, I love the relationship between Rick and Herschel. I think it's one of, I love playing scenes with him, just because he's Scott Wilson, yeah. and he's the coolest lion heart I've ever <laughs> met. But also because they do recognize each other, they're very similar people. I think they've got the stubbornness, they've got the drive, they've got the dignity and on, there is a kind of honorable side that they recognize in each other, in, in each other. And I do think that if he'd survived this, you would be like, I mean, that's what I, I said at Comic-Con, I said, Rick is pushing people away. He doesn't want any more, interest. he doesn't want the threat because so much of his human so much of the threat, this uh, certainly last season as well, was human. Mm-hmm. You know, in the bar, he just—he's making judgment calls instantaneously now. Just going, I don't trust you. You mm-hmm. know, pushing people away, and actually, by definition, by doing that, he loses his, his humanity. Of course, and um, and I think that that is the struggle. That's the kind of the, you know, that's the excitement about playing this. Is that you know, you, you it, it's that juggling. It's that you've got to go. Do I go that way? It's impossible, but we'll try. You know, wrangling these impossible situations. It's
0: such a poetic struggle, though, because he has to shed
1: his humanity to protect his family. That's it, and to protect the group. Well, I've I've always said that, that you know, his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness. You know, it's his wife and his child. Yeah, it's his driving force. It gets him out of bed when you, with an IV, with you know, when he hasn't. You know, he's barely able to walk, but it gets him to Morgan. And then it gets him to eventually find the family, you know. and um, But it's also, the, it's his Achilles heel, you know. You make yourself vulnerable when you love in sure. this world, you know. Do you feel like they're the last tether that he has
0: to the world if you know if if he lost the entire family do you think rick stays in the group or do you think he says fuck it and then just like wanders into a field
1: yeah i don't know i i I don't know i'm interested i I was always interested and i should never have said it to the writers i just said i went into the writers room where do you think rick's Breaking point. <laughs> never say that to a writer because I've been punished this season. Every episode, I've Every been episode punished. Kirkman's like, "Yeah, we're still looking yeah. for it. still oh, looking for it. Keep going. Keep going." <laughs> Heard him. So, uh, so yeah, I will know never to say something so foolhardy foolhardy again. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know is the answer because it hasn't happened yet. But I, I, um, I know in the comic book that you know Laurie gets uh, killed and the baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredibly brutal. And, um, and I don't know if that's the show we want, we're making, you know what I mean? I don't know, I don't know, I'm not the, but, you know, maybe that is, an, it, it, to, to, I don't know.
0: And in true, and, and, and the way that the, it happens in the comic constantly where you feel like, well, no character's safe. I think most people
1: assume that Rick is safe. But for the most part. But I don't know. I mean, I I don't think you you know. It is a hard one to to sell that this is the the supposed leader. But you know, they. I mean, they took out John. Yeah. You know, well, I took out John. (laughs) um, (laughs) You had no choice. I had no choice. But 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 you and Jeff DeMar You mean these massive. Characters, you know, Emma Bell within was brutal in the first season. I mean, you didn't even sort of quite get to know her, and she was so enigmatic and so brilliant an actress, you know. Um, but I do think that it's it is it will be one of the enduring strengths of the show is that we can do that, yeah, because then you reinvent the show, yeah. You because by definition, you kill one person, the group changes, and it evolves, and it and all the other characters move into different places, yeah, and um. And it's a very smart, very interesting way of sort of the phoenix rising. But um, obviously, I hope they don't kill me.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> think Rick will be okay don't for get a while. Me, don't
1: get me. I think Rick's gonna well, be okay that kid, for a while. That
0: kid is growing up quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going. You still got a few years. You well, still got a few years. He's pretty good with that gun now, <laughs> Chandler. Yeah, I know. He's growing up. This kid's growing up in this world. But 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 I honestly, you know, I, I, I just think that there's a, a really non. I don't know how to say this the right way, but it's you know, like in a movie when a major character dies in something, there's music and it builds up yeah. and you're like, oh, something's gonna happen. Yeah. But if you read the comics or you watch the show, all of a sudden it's like, oh, that guy's dead. And you're like, Ooh. wow, I wasn't like, even prepared for yeah. that. Like that's such a, it feels like so analogous to
1: just like, this is life yeah. in this world. I think that, it, I mean, obviously, I, I, when I read the scripts as well, there are a couple of things that happened this season that I just, I was like, what, really? that's what th- we're doing that i mean they i mean they they're shocking some and in the brutality of it but that's certainly with episodes 1 and 2 that's what they wanted to establish they said this is the world this is what they're inhabiting now yeah and this is where the group are um and they do and it's very clear how um extreme uh, and also how efficient they have become yeah as as a sort of uh a single entity, they've had to be, they've had to be this kind of, um, yeah, organism. From your
0: point of view, do you think Laurie pushed Rick against, I mean like obviously Shane was coming at you, Shane was coming at Rick, his own, you know, his, his own way. Yeah. But Laurie was a little bit, like, you know, rubbing on your back and being like, he's dangerous,
1: you know, like, do you yeah, feel... Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I think that she... No, I mean, she said a very real thing, which is that I'm, I fear for my husband. You know, I fear he's saying that you're, you can't lead, you can't keep me safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and bear in mind, he's, he'd been at my heels, constantly. The season, and also because I was, it was, I always said that it was much more about family man, leader. That season. you know, season two was very much about the clash of, leader, of ideologies between the two leaders, the two yeah. alpha males. Um, but he was sidetracked because of Carl and the sh- and the the, the gunshot. Um, I do think that she gave consent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to, that. But I don't think it was, I don't blame her for you know, it was, I was, he came at me. Of course. You know, that's, and also I thought it had been resolved. I thought that we'd we'd had it out and we could work through it. That was a beautiful thing about playing those scenes with John is that it's about two guys that are like brothers and, you know, would die for each other under any other circumstances. But they can't live, they can't work it out. They just can't work it out. Every scene, just for the audience,
0: every scene where you guys were together before... You sort of admitted, like, well, of course I knew you guys yeah. got together. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. But every scene where you sit together was almost like being in high school, like,
1: oh, my God, yeah, they do don't even know. You just know, someone even said, know. Someone said that to me as well. Said it was excru- someone it was said it was so, like, uncomfortable. Ex- ex- uh, so excruciating <laughs> watching it because you're like, oh, I feel kind of It's
0: every guy's, like, worst. Yeah,
1: I know. Like, non-lethal nightmare of, like,
0: he fucking, like, he's right there? My best friend. I
1: know. But I thought, you know, John, when we were doing the scenes, it's beautiful what he did. It was so complex, you know, the, the the torn love loyalty that he had as well, you know, and trying to deal with that secret, you know. Yeah. I think it was, um, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's such a good actor, John. You know, and Sarah as well. It's just, it's awesome. Everybody is actually, but playing those scenes out was such fun, you know, such fun. This is sort of a weird
0: question, but do you feel like? Do you feel like Rick maybe
1: absorbs a little bit
0: of everyone that he kills? Like, when you take someone's life, do you absorb a, like, does he, he absorb he, a little bit of
1: shame? No, well, I think he carries this... I think every... Interestingly, I was just answering that... I think the difference between the governor and Rick is that... every death costs Rick. And I think the governor possibly has found some way of... De- uh, making peace with the world, or he's rationalized mm-hmm. it. That it doesn't have the same impact. And I think that, um, I, interestingly, I think that he has probably adapted... ...into his, uh, you know, modus operandi, you know, um... ...a more instinctive brutality that is very shame. Which is, certainly in episode two, you see this, he just makes a judgement call that is... It's not, ...it's not even in question. He's become yeah I mean it's uncompromising, which I think is a movement certainly towards Shane's camp. but I don't know necessarily if interestingly, I did hold his gun after I killed him for the whole you won't know this, but this is weird stuff I do, but I said I don't want to let go of his gun, and so I'm holding onto his gun all the way through to the end of the season after I killed him. the whole thing I'm just holding his gun. Oh wow. yeah. do you feel like
0: Rick? broke at the end of last season or did he just get like a clarity like all right it's on now i mean just telling everyone yeah, basically sit down it, and that's shut it up. that's
1: it i think he actually excelled himself as a leader in the most difficult circumstances when he'd been snubbed by his wife um, Cold shouldered by everybody, that everybody's falling apart. And he just goes, This is the only way. <laughs> I think I even said on our show, like,
0: Will everyone get off Rick's dick? Like, <laughs> he was, you wanted uh, this, everyone yeah, wanted this. Wa-
1: yeah, everybody. They're, doing, they're like, How could you? Are yeah, you, I know. What you want? Yeah, sh- Yeah, what do you want from him? You know, <laughs> it, it is, and it was, you know, but, uh, and that's, and certainly for that, you know, with the, all the sort of, uh, this isn't a democracy anymore, that's just a wake up That's just, hey. It's great leadership just to say, wake up. Right. We're gonna die. We're on the run again. Everybody, you wanna go? Go, but this is the way we survive. And the wonderful thing is that, that because of this time frame, you realize that it's not even an issue anymore. Nobody's died. He is the leader, you know? And I think that that, um, it was very much, a, um, I think it was a great judgment call, just because he saw people falling out, mm-hmm. falling apart, coming into orbit. They were just, the shock was starting to, you know, set in. Because bear in mind, there was a whole family that had never been attacked and never been on the run before. Right. You know, and and they'd just been, two of, two of them had been killed, and the rest were just floundering, you know. So, and he didn't have Shane, he didn't have, I mean, he has the soldier there, Daryl, who's... But he hadn't sort of aligned himself yet, you know, they're close. But he wasn't getting back up, you know. So he was sort of alone. And I think that it was, it was a brutal decision and a brutal call, but it was a necessary one. And Rick, I'll defend him to the hill. <laughs> you will not. You will not get me. You, know, you have to. Because that's my job. You have to. It's my job as an actor. You defend your character. You fight for your character. You carry it like a sword. You
0: know. Yeah, because from your character's point of view, everything you're doing is good. I mean, like at least from your point of view. Or right. Or right. That's a better way to put it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Uh, and then the idea of, you know, well, Laurie's pregnant, and you know, no one really knows. <laughs> No one really knows, and like I yeah, I, know. I, think I, made, I think I made a joke like, well, if the baby comes out of Laurie and goes into Andrea, we know it's Shane's. Oh. <laughs> but
1: he's accepted, like,
0: this is his family
1: now, so yeah, that's yeah. not even really an issue anymore, is it? Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's a huge, I mean, what a guy, what a man, to be able to do that, To the, the selflessness of it as well. It's, mag- it, it's amazing that he just goes, whatever. But they're forced into this sure. situation. You know, they probably would have divorced many, many, you know, moons ago. Yeah,
0: because there were there were hints in flashback that like things weren't great anymore, yeah. and they'd sort of drifted
1: apart. But yeah, Sarah just said a great thing, and she said they sort of they they love each other sort of at a cellular level, which mm-hmm. I think is right. They've known they were s- young sweetheart. They've been t- they've been they've got history. Mm-hmm. This is what I've realized more and more about doing this job is that you. You share a common history, and that's all that's left. Yeah. You know, and the kid, you know, the thing I loved about the, the road is that they're forgetting words like birds. They don't mean anything anymore in the road. And I think that that's, that it's so vital. That's why they have to stay together. Um, because they have the life before still. They have the memory of the life before. Right. And the more people they can connect to, the more of their world they can yeah, connect to. Yeah, well, I suppose... You know, and also just for the sake of it it's always about new life as well. What a beauty, you know, it's the greatest thing. If we can have this baby, save this baby, it, it's future. Right.
0: What have you, what do you think you've learned as an actor in the last couple of years? Oh, with this? man,
1: I just, I can't daily learn, you know. Um, I love working in this country. I, it's been one of the great... Um, joys and and sort of privileges to work and inhabit a role in in the south as well, working, working, living in the south is a, is an amazing thing. You oh know? yeah, but great accent by
0: the way. I know everyone brings this up because you you have such a lovely uh, you have such a lovely British accent, which is it, it, very it, nice to our American ears. It, yeah. But then you just kind of slide into into Rick. It, yeah. <laughs> where did it where did where did the accent come from?
1: Well, I work worked with a dialect coach. I, I I obviously when I got the role, I and I was a huge admirer of AMC and and the work that they. Produce I, I and also the team involved I didn't you know, I, I wanted to get it right I, and also I wanted to I didn't just want to get it right. I, I didn't want it to be a problem Yeah, you know because I see sometimes People certainly from England as well come over here and you see them just doing an accent right for the first season If and if they're lucky enough to get it say you know what and I, and I just didn't want that I had zombies to worry about you know what I mean? <laughs> We've got more important things to worry. and so I just decided ...to stay in dialect. And actually, this feels sort of... I, I'm not sure how convincing this accent feels. Because I, I only do it for press. You know. Sure. Then, then I go back to... My wife thinks I'm crazy. But, um, but then I just stay in dialect for pretty much 90% of the time I, I work. Because, it, because it's, it's filmed and shot down there and it helps to be yeah. in the rhythm. I did. A, there were a couple of guys who came and interviewed me... ...that I'd met before at Comic-Cons and things. And I just because I was working, and I just said, "Oh, let's do it." And I did it in dialect, and they were f- they were freaking out. They were like, "What are you? You doing? know, what are you doing?" <laughs> you know, and it's, and I just went, "Well, this is what I do when I'm at work." Because also, lots of people that on are on set don't I don't break from dialect because it's it helps. It just it it, it just it become it's my put my boots on and put my gun on, and you know, and then I stay in dialect. It just it makes it easier to do. Well, it works, so why would you... Why? Hey, but, but, yeah, it works. But also saying that, there are gr- amazing actors that don't and can flip in and out. I'm just not one of those actors.
0: What do you like to do... I know I just got the one bit of things, so just give me a sec. Uh, what do you... And then Brandon's going to come out and ask you spoiler questions. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of... Yeah, I know you have a family, and so you spend a lot of time with your family when you're not working, but mm. do you have a thing for you? Do you have a hobby? Is there a thing that you enjoy that you just, yeah. like that you can just kind of make everything Sur- else drift away? I, I surf, yeah. You do?
1: Yeah, I go out and surf and I just kind of go and people, and just, because it's quiet. And, and also there's something, I don't know, I just, I love surfing, but also sport. I mean, fam- I'm, a, I'm just a family, family man. I go home and I be dad, you know, and, yeah. um, and it's great. We've just moved outside of London. We've made the move, um, and we've got a lovely place and, in the countryside, and I just kind of plant trees. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, man, I just, I'm just, into trees. I'm a tree hugger. And um, I don't know, I'm. it's embarrassing. I don't like, to, I'm starting to sweat because I don't like talking about you it. You shouldn't embarrass at it all. It's nice, especially with the intensity of your Yeah, job. I just kind of chilled out. Yeah, I, it, it, that's the thing, is people keep, Kirkman goes, you should do a rom- romantic comedy and blah, blah, blah. And this is such a commitment to me, and it's, and it's so all-consuming for me that, and also for my wife and... She has to. We bring the family over, and so she takes the load. And and I just want to, you know. And also, I want to see my kids. Sure. You know, I will. I will work on something soon. I think. But um. But in the, because they're pushing. Because they're making this such a, a rewarding job. I don't know if um, there hasn't been anything that's really grabbed me yet.
0: Well, it's just nice. I mean, I think you know, as an actor, this is probably one of those jobs that everyone dreams of getting. Yeah, and you know, I think the important thing is just like it's gonna it's gonna go by so fast. It's just That's like it. enjoy it while you can. That's it.
1: That's what I said to John Burnthall and Sarah. I just said let's have fun yeah. and not miss this.
0: Yeah, because someday you look back, and go, man, that was fun. That was really. I'm telling
1: intense. you, it's th- this is the wildest ride that I've ever been on in my life, and everybody feels it. And we we, and it's just it. I also just think that the environment, the, the bubble that we've got down there that you've seen is one of the rarest environments. The, I just, I love this crew, and if I feel like I, I can risk in front of this crew, yeah. and everybody else feels the same. All the new actors that have come this season, it's wild, because they come and they go, oh, we're doing that. You know because it's you sometimes you just clock in and clock out with the job you don't you can't do it in this job yeah because you get
0: found out well no but but uh, and this will just be the last thing, and we'll, we'll wrap it up but the um you know at the end of last season, I remember watching the finale and then going to an after party and and Kirkham was there and and I was like, well, wow, that was really great and he goes man I, I'm already on season three yeah, and he goes yeah. and I have to tell you he goes he said very sincerely, the energy that caught like the last five episodes of season two he said season three starts there and it's fucking insane and then it goes up
1: hold on on to your hats is all I'll say it's we start with we we break out of these blocks and we just keep running I mean and it's been astonishing seeing the scripts come through and how they keep loading the pressure but also the scale this I think the scale of the show across Certainly, to the episodes that we've just shot, it's huge. Yeah. You know, the ambition of it is it's magnificent. And that's why the, this crew are just uh, beyond me that the, they keep putting their bodies on the line for this thing.
0: Well, uh, Andrew Lincoln, it is a pleasure to see you. Thank yeah. you so much. It's I mean, honestly, pleasure. so so nice. Every time, the couple times that we've gotten yeah, to talk. Yeah, I know. You know. Likewise, it's and, great. And, uh, and and enjoy this time off while, you, while you're here in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's a little cushier. Thank you. Because it's got to be sure. crazy when you go back. Yeah, yeah it will. Thing. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, likewise, great. Um, I'll see you. I'll be at the premiere tonight. Yay. Joy, I hope you enjoy it. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Cheers. Good to see it.
1: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito.